to not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of VHS Saturday, the show where we discuss the strange and unusual, odd and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry. And I'm Allison. And this week we are taking a look at a very interesting science fiction film called Zone Troopers. Are you sure it's not a horror film? Our, our, because our box is horror film. <laughs> it's got the little horror sticker on it, but uh, it is not a horror movie. It was so not. we were misled a little bit. By yeah. This so I went to the thrift store and there is a whole bunch of films from Home Video Express, which is where I actually grew up renting videos from. So it I'm, was just a local store here in Washington, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, two of them. There's one in Tacoma, one in Lakewood. There might have been a few more, but it was a local mom and pop video chain. So I got very excited when they had a fuck ton of horror movies that were previously rentals from there. So I grabbed all of them. I bought literally 70 different tapes. <laughs> um, and this one says horror on the side, which is fair because Charles Band's company is responsible for reanimator ghoulies. They do horror and sci fi. Right. That's that's their bread and butter. Yeah. So this is more of a sci fi but also not really. So Zone Troopers came out in 1985. It's directed by Danny Bilson and starring Tim Thomerson, which is the same as pretty much every other Empire picture. Yeah, Tim, Tim is in every single one, I think, besides maybe Robot Jocks. Yeah. The music score was composed by his brother, Richard Band, who also does a lot of other composing for them. Does it, He has a lot of... Composing just in general, he was responsible for Buffy and Smallville, all kinds of shit. Yeah, a ton of stuff. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but... We can talk about the music. You're going to talk about the music? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. We'll talk about the music right now. That's what I was actually going to jump to, because the movie, it's a World War II action romp, but the music feels very... Right, I want to say. It's it, John Williams. It feels very John Williams-esque. So, um, because this is World War II, the story is we're following this troop of American soldiers. In that, Italy. Well, I mean, it was filmed in Italy, we know that, but the back of the box literally says, it's 1944, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> I mean, you could assume it's... Italy, like... Yeah, Empire Pictures is an Italian film company. Well, they're an American company that moved to Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see the credits, I was like, wow, that's a lot of Italian names. <laughs> I didn't know that going into it. <laughs> oh, this was the first one they shot in Italy, too. This oh, was really? the first one when they moved over to Italy. He wasn't happy with how things were being handled in the U.S. for his film, so that's why he went over to Italy. Mm -hmm. And then when the Italian... Uh, Currency became inflated to fuck. He, he had to file for bankruptcy and then they moved back over to the United States. And that's when he launched Full Moon Studios. Interesting. We have a few Full Moon tapes over here, too. We might get to them. Yeah, we might. Uh, basically, they're in World War Two and they're scoping out the Nazis mm -hmm. or they're trying to see what they're up to. It says that they're behind enemy lines like 10 miles, I think he said. Yeah. So what ended up happening, they, they accidentally got stuck there and then their compasses got all fucky right yeah. at the beginning of the movie. And they're like, well, what's going on? They knew they accidentally stumbled behind enemy lines, but they have no idea how to get back because the compass is all fucked up and their compass is fucked up. We find out 
Because of aliens. Yeah. So there's only, what, like four or five of them? Yeah. And you've got, like, the typical military group tropes. You've got, like, the hardened sergeant. You've got the young, big-eyed guy. You've got the jaded one who's seen some shit. Wasn't there, like, five of them at first, but one of them died? I remember they had, like, a lieutenant. Then the sergeant took over, I think, after, like, the lieutenant died or went missing or something right at the very very beginning of the so film. here's the thing i was not really paying attention in the beginning because i'm not interested in like war movies or anything at all so i was just tapped out i was like all right wake me up when the aliens show up and then when the aliens started showing up i was a little more invested the cover of this movie also it's a parody of the uncle sam i want you yeah uh, but it's the alien pointing and it says, I want you. And then the logo Zone Troopers, which I think it, that might be the Twilight Zone font. It definitely is. And then the tagline is they take war to a new dimension. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to yeah. be upfront, folks. I didn't really like this movie. It it's, was OK. It's, I, I like the studio. I like the campy movies they do. But this definitely is uh, a little lacking. I want to say lackluster. It was fairly lackluster for a lot of it. Back, we got a spoiler right here on the back. That's like the end of the fucking movie. Yeah. Well, see, what they're doing is they're baiting you with the aliens and you're like, oh, sick. I'm going to see this movie about aliens. But the reality is the aliens are only in like 15 minutes of this fucking hour and a half long. Well, we have an alien. There's one singular alien. So plot wise, they find an egg. They find an alien during mm-hmm. his night watch. And he's yeah. like, oh, no, it's a fucking thing. They think, well, dude, you just saw a deer yeah. or a moose. Yeah, like, you're going crazy. You've been out here too long. Yeah. And then the Nazis find the alien? Yeah, we don't really see that, though. We don't see the Nazis for a while. First, we see they're, like, looking around in the woods looking for the deer. Right? Because they're hungry and they want something to eat. Is that what it was? Yeah. Then I'm pretty sure that two of them went out looking for the deer. Oh, one was a reporter. Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, one that's one right. is a reporter. He's like taking notes. He's taking photos. I actually have that in my notes here. So then they're looking around for the alien slash moose. Sarge wakes up and he gets mad that they're off running around behind enemy lines looking for a deer. Mm-hmm. And they find the Nazi encampment. Yeah. And they realize that they're closer to the enemy than they thought. And so one of them gets a, the grand idea like, well, shit, there's no one there. Let's go in and check it out. It was reporter, dude. He's, he's got to yeah. get a scoop. Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to see what like the Nazis are up to. But this was they found the ship before that. Yes. So, so while they're out running around in the woods, they find this spaceship. First, they're finding debris. They're finding debris. Yeah. And then they find the ship and they crack open the door with his K-bar knife, which I don't think would be able to pry it open like that. I don't think there's enough fulcrum. I mean, I don't know. Have you ever tried to open an alien space door with a knife? Well, you know, it's easy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm a veteran. I know exactly what quality the... Uh, Government gives us our fucking knives. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they find the ship and they're confused. They don't know what it is. Like the younger guy, he's really into like sci-fi magazines and comic books. Yeah, he was. He had comic books at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and so he's like, "Oh, it's a it's a Martian thing." And then the jaded guy, he's like, "No, it's, it's not Nazi. that. It's, it's a, Nazi technology." And then they're like, "It might be ours." Yeah. 
So they, they're like, oh, well, you know, it's crashed. There might be survivors. Let's go look. So they pry open the door and they go inside. And that's when they find the fucking, like, charred alien corpse. Because they, they find out, they're like, well, be careful. This is still on fire. They realize this is a very, very fresh crash. And that's why I say, let's, let's go see if there's any survivors. Because mm-hmm. they pop open the door and there's still smoke. So they're like, there might be people in here, like, hanging on for life right now. And they're not immediately thinking it's aliens. Well, I'm thinking it might be aliens, but they're also saying this might be Nazis. This might be our people and a secret weapon that we don't know about. So they go there and they, yeah, they find a charred body and one of them doesn't want to believe it's a, it's an alien. Yeah. He, he's not. It's very clearly an alien. And they start poking around. They accidentally activate like the lights. And then they start looking at the periscope and they see Nazis coming towards them. Yeah. And then they get captured by the Nazis. And that's when we find out that the Nazis have imprisoned the other alien because the charred alien corpse that they found on the ship was in the pilot seat, but the co-pilot seat was empty. So when they saw that, they assumed, well, shit, the co-pilot must be out and about somewhere, right? They're two different groups. The group that found the ship was the sergeant and sci-fi kid. Mm -hmm. The ones that went looking for the moose was the reporter and other guy. Oh, oh. They so went, reporter they went guy got looking, the balls to in, go into the tent because he wanted to get his scoop. And then they were gone for so long that the other two were like, we should go find them. Yeah. And then... Then they find the ship. So reporter guy finds the blueprints of like alien shit. He's like, what the fuck? He's taking pictures with his camera. And then they get caught by Nazis. They get in a firefight with Nazis. And the other guy's save them and rescue them along with the alien. Now they're all reunited and they got this alien along with them for the ride. Mm -hmm. And they kind of sympathize with the alien because, you know, the alien doesn't speak their language. He's lost and they're kind of in the same situation. Right. So they're like, yeah, let's take care of the alien. At first, the sergeant was like really, really apprehensive. They wanted to like tie up the alien and all this other shit. And the alien was obviously very scared and like, Alien could tell that these guys were better than the Nazis because they got him out of the cage. Yeah. So the alien starts kind of helping them out with his magic alien powers. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense what ends up happening with some of that. So they give the alien an MRE. And then they find out the alien likes to eat tobacco. Yeah. (laughs) He wants to eat their cigarettes. So they trade cigarettes for this magic wishing triangle. And they don't explain this at all later. We're already like 75 minutes into the plot right now. Yeah. So by the time anything really is happening, we are more than halfway through this movie. When it comes to 80s movies, I tend to pull a little patience out of my bag. Like, all right, this is going to be necessary. Like 80s movies move kind of slow compared to movies nowadays. But this one is slow it's very slow which in sci-fi can work very well think movies like alien and stuff where the slowness adds to the tension and the isolation and the mystery but this is you know one one reason i think this feels very slow Last time when we were watching, I kept talking about the color correction of it and everything else like that. It's shot very bright. It doesn't look color correct at all. There's no grit to the film. No. And then the, because the soundtrack is also very bright. The soundtrack is very era correct for World War II, 
but not era correct for 1986 when this movie came out. It's not correct for the movie. Do you remember that Great Gatsby remake that was basically just a Jay-Z music video? I didn't watch it, but... They took The Great Gatsby and Jay-Z produced it or whatever, and he made his own music for the movie and wanted it to be era-specific, but like a twist on it. And I always felt that the music was really jarring, that even though they were trying to be era-specific, it didn't work in its favor. It kind of distracted from the movie. I felt the same thing going on here. They use all this like 1940s big band kind of... Hey, big band. Yeah, exactly. Charles Band. Hey. hey. Um, they use this like swing music, you know, and it does not work. There's a part where like there's some tension, like after the cave, and then you hear like the a horn there go womp 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 yeah, kind of thing. It's and- got this kind of like honestly, the vibe I was getting from this movie the whole time is like John Williams, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas. Like, what if Indiana Jones had bigger emphasis on the Nazis and there was aliens? Yeah, like, wasn't George Lucas's original vision for Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull to be more alien? alien? Yeah, and that comes rooted from the real Crystal Skulls, where... People don't know where they come from, and there's theory that they are from out of this world and they are alien artifacts. It's almost like if they had that script and passed it off to this like low budget studio because the music, even the music is very John Williams in some parts, which is so weird. It'll go from this like 1940s big band kind of swing music into this like orchestral John Williams type shit. Like the first time we see the Nazis, it plays this like spinoff of the Imperial March. It's not the Imperial March, but it's the Imperial March. Yeah. But to be fair, they're both called Stormtroopers. (laughs) I mean, I guess. We can talk about the release of this movie. And how it basically showed up in 1985. They released it on VHS and then it just went away forever. And then in what, like 2011, MGM MGM sold it on demand, manufacture on demand DVD-R. Yeah. Which you could go and it was only for a limited time either. Not just, oh, these are the movies we're doing on uh, on demand printing. It's there was like a window of time you could go to their website and order an on-demand made DVD-R this movie. And then a few years later, there was a Blu-ray release. But even that's very hard to find. That was, I think, only one or two runs because there's only two of them on eBay. The VHS tape is actually the easiest way to watch this movie. Yeah. And even that's only had one release from Lightning Video. So Mm -hmm. good luck, have fun. Yeah, so the thing about the Blu-ray release is that it actually had a full-length commentary track from the director. I think it was the director. And the co uh, the co-writers, basically. I would like to hear that. I want to hear it so bad. All I could find was an article summing it up. Mm-hmm. And the summary that they made was really interesting because basically it was they wanted to make a World War II movie, but the studio was known for their sci-fi and their horror stuff. So they were like kind of forced to put sci-fi. more sci-fi yeah. in it. 
And that is so apparent because the aliens feel so tacked on. They really only have one alien costume. You see five aliens. Oh, we, you know, we skipped Hitler. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so the Nazis have the alien and they're like, when they get, hey, when Hitler, they... you got to see this shit, man. And then one of them knocks Hitler out. And that's actually the best line of the movie. Did I just knock out Hitler? Did I just KO Hitler? He's like, yeah, you did. And but the thing about Hitler is like, apparently whoever they got to play him didn't look enough like him or something because they don't show his face. They just show him from behind. And when they do show his face, it's all blurry. It's an out of focus like, shot of him, like taking the punch and like, yeah. falling down. You would think if the Nazis were so after this alien to the point where Hitler was involved and he gets knocked out by a single soldier he would be more involved with the fight to try to get this alien yeah i would imagine but i guess that's not what happened they're they don't explain shit about the aliens and it drives me nuts because it's like okay world war ii what more can we possibly say about world war ii at this point we know what happens in world war ii but what happens with the aliens where do they come from why are they here what do they want but do we get to know any of that no they show up and they leave and that's literally it that's all they do anybody else who grew up in the vhs mom and pop video store cassette tape culture knows what it's like to go down the aisle. You see a movie with a really cool cover with an alien or something else and you pick that fucker up and you take it home and what's on the front of the movie isn't in the movie at all. This is a great example of that, Mm -hmm. which Empire is not notorious for that. They tow the line a fair amount, but this one probably is. I would say this might be the worst Empire movie I've seen. It's bad. Like, it's really bad. I was totally bored. I'm almost like dreading talking about it because so little actually happened. To be fair, we're almost done with the fucking plot. Yeah. We're almost done because then the alien picks up the gun. They're about to attack it. But then they realize, oh, the alien's not trying to attack us. It's trying to tell us. It's also like a soldier Mm -hmm. and there's soldiers on its way. And then they go outside and there's more aliens that show up. And these guys have these funky helmets on and the helmets disappear. And they are dudes in white face paint and white hair looking like Billy Idol uh, with uh, (laughs) with a hearing aid. Yeah, he's got this big ass thing on his ear as like a translator. They try talking to the aliens and then the aliens are just like, oh, yeah, that alien that you've been with this whole time. That's a female. Yeah, they were trying to get information like what are women like on your planet? You got any women that you can get over here? And they're like, oh, Herpaderp's uh, actually one of our women. And they look at this furry bug eyed ant face thing and they're like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like, I I thought that was actually funny. I was so happy when they finally got to, like, talk to the aliens. I was like, oh, great. This is the part where they're going to tell us what's been going on this whole time. They don't explain it. They don't explain what the aliens are doing here at all. Nope. They just literally fucking peace out. They just leave. The aliens leave because they're like, well, can you help us fight the Nazis? And they're like, we are not going to help you fight your own kind. The Nazis ain't our kind, pal. And then... 
they leave and then but then we do see the alien we see bug face alien like uh kind of like miming to these other billy idol looking guys but then we get i don't think they look like billy idol they, at all they okay hold on they hold look on. like duran duran from barbarella really you don't uh no you don't, you don't see that it's like if billy idol wore white face i'm on the cyberpunk cover album he's got the thing on his face no <laughs> no i see duran duran also in it but like but i mean it was 85 I feel like their hair is more Billy Idol. No, dude, look at that. Tell me that. Uh, his face looks like Duran Duran, but his hair looks like Billy Idol. Because look how blonde he is. Yeah. They're like bleach blonde. They're platinum. <laughs> so then they get in a fight with the Nazis. Again. Uh-huh. And then Bugface shows up some hair dryers and hands them over. And they start zapping the, the Nazis away. Then the aliens go on their way. There's more of it to the, the, to the fight. Like, their one lead sergeant, like, suicide bombed the Nazis after they ran out of ammo. He said he raised a white flag and then he uh, blew himself up. And then Bugface shows up. I don't know why Bugface didn't show up earlier. That would be nice. Like, five minutes earlier when they weren't completely out of ammo. And these, like, hair dryers shoot lasers that just one shot everybody. Mm hmm. And then the tank starts showing up and the aliens go away Mm -hmm. and they start talking about uh, how no one's going to believe them. Oh, they they find their way back to to U.S. soil or U.S. owned territory. Mm -hmm. And they say, no one's going to believe us. And then it's like, well, you you can submit to one of Dolan's comic books. And you're like, well, that might actually work. And the end shot is actually like uh, a cover of a science fiction magazine and says zone troopers and you see this fanciful art depiction of like what the movie was and we zoom out we see all this like military gear so he got his story published i thought the ending shot was novel but that's it that's the movie yeah thanks for coming folks Um, I think it's crazy that I'm thinking about Tater Tomato and how it was only like a 10 minute tape. And we were able to talk about that for well over an hour. Easy. And there's plenty that we left out. But this it was like, okay, we're talking about this for like 20 minutes and we're already through everything that happened. It is just one big, long slog of nothingness even like okay if you like alien movies you won't be interested if you like war movies you won't be interested because there's not enough of either one happening if you like campy movies from empire you're still not going to be interested yeah this like again i agree with you when it's like you look at the cover you look at the back you're like okay this could be interesting Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but oh my god i think of everything we've covered on this podcast to this day this is the least favorite thing that i've watched i'm gonna read the back real quick and you're gonna feel like wow that's almost the entire movie okay from the producers of ghoulies trancers and reanimator come a war movie like no other that's no lie <laughs> yeah. An outlandish blend of World War II combat and alien invaders, Zone Troopers stars Timothy Van Patten, 
from class of 1984, and transfers veteran Tim Thomerson as two GIs trapped behind enemy lines. Hitler's forces are rapidly approaching and all hope seems lost until the Americans discover the wreckage of an alien spacecraft with one of its crew still alive. It's 1944. Somewhere in Europe, Sarge, Mittens, Joey, and Dolan are the only remaining survivors of a German ambush. Stranded in the wilderness, they're cold, tired, and ready to fight for their lives. They were prepared for anything, or so they thought. Bizarre radio signals and a loud bang announces the crash landing of an alien spacecraft. When the men reach the wreckage and they discover that the pilot is dead, but the co-pilot is alive and lost somewhere in the wilderness. The four GIs split into twos to search for the alien. Bittens and Dolan find the alien, but the real test comes when they must face an entire battalion of intergalactic warriors called Zone Troopers, sent to rescue their comrades. Zone Troopers are ready to fight. It's a fight no one, American or German, is ever going to forget. That last part is like almost not what happens. The zone troopers didn't show up to fight him. No. They were like, can we have our friend? <laughs> and that, that was it. Yeah. That was it. They didn't choose to split up. Yeah. The the description makes it sound pretty, you know, interesting, exciting, action packed. It's not whatsoever. It's very boring. It's long and drawn out. Nothing happens. The dialogue sucks. Everything about this, I just did not like. The, this, the back of the box sums up the first 70 minutes. Yeah. There's literally 16 minutes left. This is only 86 minute film. And this. OK, so here's what happened. We're watching the movie and straight off the bat, I was bored as fuck. I was like, this is going nowhere. I am not interested one inkling about this war movie these soldiers i don't care and henry actually got mad at me and was like you need to watch the movie you need to pay attention i was like all right you know what you're right i'm gonna pay attention i put all my shit away and i just focused and i focused real hard i summoned every ounce of patience in my body i was like all right there's gonna be aliens it's gonna pay off it's gonna pay off and then it got to a point where i was like so, like, when when is this going to pay off? And Henry says, we're 70 minutes in. I said there's 16 minutes left. You're like, what? I was like, yeah, we're 70 minutes in. And the movie's only 86 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, well, these better be the most exciting 16 minutes of my fucking life. Because something's got to make up for all that I've sat through. I wish they at least had more than one alien. Because, okay, yeah, there's five aliens but only one looks like an alien. The other four are just guys in white face paint and these like shitty space suits. Yeah. Like I said, perfect example of the disappointment that happened to me so much in the 90s of, oh, that looks cool. And you just grab it and it's now it's in the now it's in the movie at all. Yeah, when we got this tape and we posted it on Instagram, we did actually get quite a response. Plenty yeah. of people were like, wow, I'm so jealous you have that. That's amazing. And to all those people, I want to say, do you want it? Like, do you, do you <laughs> want it? Because I don't want it. I don't want it anymore. It's not fun. Maybe you have fond memories of it, whatever. But I feel like when you watch a B-movie... You expect some schlock, just pump up the schlock to at least make it entertaining for the audience. But I feel that they didn't do that. It's not so bad. It's good. It's not 
so bad it's bad. It's just boring. This, it's just so boring. This movie had a $600,000 budget, apparently. So less than a million bucks. This is pretty low budget. That's not much money at all. No. The cast on this was like a dozen people. Mm-hmm. I did like in the credits, though, it did say buy war bonds in the lobby. Yeah, I thought that was th- cute. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Um, I have a suspicion that behind the scenes, there was way too much. There was too much disagreement about what it should be. And I think that maybe the studio wanted something different than the writers and there was a clash and that combined with a low budget is that the studio wanted something more sci-fi, but they didn't have the budget to pull it off. And so it just kind of fell flat in all directions. I was pretty disappointed again, just I, I like the studio. I like the other shit they put out. Um, People shit on robot jocks, but that is like a great movie to me. I love that movie. And I like, I like war movies. That's kind of my thing. I'm not a fan. It's boring. I mean, it just depends on them, you know, especially gonna put aliens in there. That's fine. Yeah, if you're going to put aliens in there, That's like put, I, some, put some fucking aliens in there. We got an alien. We got one alien and like four Duran Durans and they show up and they leave. They don't really do anything. No. either. That's the, they're like, they're like, mm, give us a friend. And they're like, OK, will you help us fight? No. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> This is stupid. I'm then, so mad. I hate this And movie. then they go back to like, JK, Bugface told us uh, we should help you out. So Ugh. we're going to help you out. And they, like, they just they shoot everybody. I also thought it was kind of fucked up that like, they literally called him Bugface. And then they call, they misgender her. Yeah. They're already told that's actually a woman in our culture. And they're like, sir. At first they apologize. Mm-hmm. When they say, uh, so-and-so's uh, one of our women. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I mean, ma'am. And then later, they literally call them bug face because it's got these big ass bug eyes and they, they misgender. And it's like, didn't you just like get this figured out? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. Um. So this article that I mentioned earlier, that was the only thing I could find talking about the commentary track, which like, God, I want to listen to that commentary track so bad. If any of you listening have this on Blu-ray, can you please just upload that somewhere for me? Yeah, (laughs) I need it. But this article says the feature length commentary does serve to explain some of the film's perplexing incongruities. Co-writers Danny Bilson and Paul DeMeo, the film's director and co-producer respectively, spend the majority of the movie commiserating about the constraints of their low budget, complaining about Empire's interference with their homage to World War II films, and lauding the authenticity of the locations and wardrobe while degrading the, quote, 10 cent props they were forced to cobble together themselves for the sci-fi element. They flat out admit that, quote, it was an excuse to do a World War II homage rather than a science fiction homage, end quote. And it was never their intention to let the sci-fi elements they were forced to include because, quote, that's what Empire's trade was. Dilute their pure tribute to 40s era war movies. They wanted to make a war movie 
Empire said, put aliens in there. They said, fine, we'll throw in some fucking aliens. And then they were just salty about it until the end of time. They really could have gone in a much better direction. There was, of course, Wolfenstein played up the fact that the Nazis were trying to make UFOs. Mm -hmm. That was an actual thing. Like, use that. Like, There's so many missed <clears throat> opportunities here. I feel like give me give me like four hours. Give me fucking four hours and I could write something way better than this. You need four hours? No, no, not even. Give me 20 minutes. I don't get it. Like this just feels like such a missed opportunity. All of the pieces are in place, but they just put them together wrong. Yeah. And it doesn't please anyone. There's nothing really redeeming about it. I'm probably going to forget about it by tomorrow. This is a pretty forgettable film. And it's interesting to me specifically how no one else has really reviewed this. No. If like, you try to find, you know, any other like podcasts or anything talking about it, there's really nothing. A number of my friends were jealous that I got this tape. And then... When I posted a picture last night on Facebook when we started the movie, which it opens up straight up with the title screen, by the way, mm -hmm. um, I was like, aliens and Nazis and World War Two. And my friend was like, that sounds amazing. And I was expecting at least a so bad it's good. I was expecting maybe just your typical B movie. But it was a. Uh, I thought it was semi enjoyable. Like I watched it and like I wasn't hating it, but there's not a lot to make me want to say I want to see it again. And I was incredibly let down. I feel it is. I was very let down by the ending itself, like watching the movie. I was like, OK, OK. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And scene. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, it just ends. It's like that. That's it. Yeah. Just when you think they're going to explain all the alien shit, it's over. It's just the aliens show up with some like extra guns. They literally just hand the guns over to the two other guys. They immediately know how to use them. Well, one knows how. I was like, I don't know how to use it. He's like, hold it like this. And they just start shooting. And it's not even like an interesting way they shoot them. It's just like these like blue laser beams just slowly go across the screen. Yeah. They freeze. They glow blue and they disappear. And then... You know, I wish the sergeant stayed dead at the end. Yeah, what the fuck? He just shows up. They had mentioned multiple times that, like, he has died so many times that there's so many legends that have gone around about this sergeant that has, like, lived through so many fights. He's been shot at and blah, blah, blah. But he's, like, lived through them all. And then that's not even, like, explained, really. Just that, like, he gets called lucky and he's like, it's not luck. You know what it, what it is? It's this. He points to his, like, armor and he's like, and this. And he points to his helmet and he's like u.s government uh issued blah 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 it ain't luck blah 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 it's my equipment and sure you're supposed to trust your equipment that's how come in the military and basic training they make you go through a gas chamber Did do you they know? really yeah that'd go through a gas chamber put on this chemical suit and you put on your gas mask and you're put into this this room with cs gas going and what you have to do and you can feel it like if you don't get the seal on on your hood properly, you can feel it on your scalp and like burning your your skin. Holy shit. And what you're supposed to do is remove the gas mask and you have to give your reporting statement, which is a uh, Sir Airman aired reporting, blah, 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 blah. You tell like what unit you're in and then uh, you are given the OK and you 
go outside and when you come outside there's people directing over here over here and you have to like keep your arms in a t shape so you're t posing <laughs> and you're like running outside and just your eyes are burning you're tearing up you can't see shit everything's blurring like fuck uh, you also can barely see if you wear glasses because you have this gas mask on. So you have these like gas mask goggles on instead of your uh, normal they're prescription, but they're still. And then it, you're you just got snot dripping out of your face all over you. If you have any kind of sinus, it clears anything out. <laughs> I mean, at least you're being positive. They, they tell you they're like, if you have any kind of cold or sinus, anything right now, you're going to feel great after that. And it's true. It, it clears everything out of your system any kind of mucus buildup you got just drips out there you feel better in like a couple minutes wow it's funny to laugh about now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they do that to make you trust your equipment hmm. because if you're you don't want to do things if you're like i hope this helmet holds up yeah you, you know right. you, you, it might not but you go into something expecting it to work. Just like imagine driving a car, like, hope the seatbelt saves me. No, you're going to trust that your seatbelt is designed to save you, right? Why do we always circle back to crash dummies, dude? Every single fucking time. Don't be your dummies. So buckle your safety belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Henry. That story was so interesting. <laughs> if, if only the story in this movie was even close to that level of interesting... This is so fucking boring. I hated this movie. I don't want to watch it ever again. I don't want to think about it ever again. I want to um, keep it. This, the way that this article that I referenced earlier sums it up is exactly how I feel about it. So it says, it's not quite clear why zone troopers would be unearthed after 30 years in blissful obscurity. It's a perplexing and tedious film that never fully commits to the genre blending that could have elevated it to at least average B-movie standards. The writer's insistent and indulgent prioritizing of World War II movie tropes leads it to fail to live up to its potential and instead is a banal imitation. Zone Troopers isn't even bad in the entertaining way. It's just plain bad. Ouch. I agree 100%. It's too much World War II, not enough aliens. I didn't think it was that bad. That's a shitty out pretty hard. I feel like there's there's merit to it. It just needed a it needs needs some more. It needs someone to give a shit. It needs someone like it needs someone who's really into sci-fi and someone who's really into World War II movies. To come together and try to agree on what to do instead of like forcing these World War II story people to include aliens. Like I said, the, there's so many things that are World War II with aliens. That's already like a genre. Yeah. And like it, like I said, it helps that the fact that the Nazis were working on UFOs, that it's such an easy thing You're like oh the nazis are working on the ufos because we captured this alien and we started reverse engineering his rocket and they they kind of show that because they show they got like drawings of the rocket mm -hmm. but that's it we could have gotten to like way more detail yeah the fact that they don't explain what the aliens are doing at all when they're looking through the cockpit they say they found some they're like oh it looks like they're doing surveillance and they find like they're holding up like film strips because I guess the aliens also use film yeah. the same way that we do here on Earth. 
Sure. Why not? That's fine. Tedious is such a perfect word to describe this movie. Tedious. It was so hard to get through. I tried to be patient and it didn't pay off and it was just disappointing. Save yourself the time. Don't watch it. Maybe watch it. I don't know. It's on YouTube. Yeah. The whole movie is on YouTube. There's more. There's more uploads of it on YouTube than there are reviews of it on YouTube. I think we're going to be like the second YouTube review of it. I know. Which is very weird. This is probably one of the. Oh, my God. Is this actually the most obscure thing we've actually covered? Probably. Because even Tater Tomater, which was our pilot episode, which is this weird student film, was shown on... Public broadcast. It was shown on public broadcast. It was also shown on a normal TV channel. And it kind of had a cult following that went on for a while. It had a website and they sold merch and people remember it fondly. Um, I don't know. It's just so fucking weird. Yeah. This is something else. Like, I've seen more people have uploaded Tater Tomato onto YouTube itself than people have uploaded anything revolving about this movie. Yeah, I think that this is the kind of thing that sort of deserves to stay in obscurity. There's nothing really special or groundbreaking or interesting or exciting about it. I don't feel like I'm walking away with any kind of enlightenment or... (laughs) I don't know. I want the poster. It the the cover looks cool, but that's why we're here. We got duped. We got duped. I'm blaming Matreya. He told me he was jealous of my copy, so I was like, oh yeah, let's just watch this. All right. Yeah. Fuck you, Matreya. No, yeah. No, no, actually, fuck you. He has like a box of tapes for me. <laughs> like our chief Matreya. Ooh, is Matreya the one sending us the 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 three ninjas? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I have all the Three Ninjas movies except for the second one, and I've been trying to find it, so... He's got, like, a stash of horror movies for me and just some some other goodies. Yeah, meet up with him. I I just sold him a copy of Ninja Turtles for NES. Nice. Yeah. Um, There's other stuff I could talk about with this. (laughs) Well, we got to fill about 20 more minutes, so go ahead. Well... (laughs) The cast of the movie was from Trancers. Yeah, so everything that I was reading kept saying Trancers. Like, oh, the the movie has a cast from Trancers, Trancers. And I was like, do they mean Tracers? I've never heard of Trancers, but I've heard of Tracers. And so I, like, Googled Tracers, and then I was like, oh, no, that's the fucking wolf boy from Twilight. (laughs) Yeah, when you told me that. uh, When you first said his name, Taylor... Taylor Lautner. I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And you're like... Wolf from Twilight. I was like, ah, yes, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I know this man's no shirt. Yeah, no shirt guy from Twilight. Um, no, Transers is another sci-fi movie by Empire starring a lot of the same people. I've never seen it, but I mean, can it be nearly as bad as Zone Troopers? I doubt it. Well, they made six of them. Jesus Christ. They made six of them going up to from 1984 to 2002. Wow. So, so four and five came out in 1994, and then six didn't come out till 2002. Four and five were directed, written, and produced by the same people. David Nutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he worked on Game of Thrones. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dark Angel, Roswell, Smallville, X-Files. Huh. Terminator, the Sarah uh, Sarah Connor Chronicles, Supernatural. Interesting. He's a big nutter. 
What a nutter. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the last movie in the transfer series is made up mostly of stock footage from the first from the other films. That sounds really lame. That sounds amazing. <laughs> because it's terrible. Look at that box art. That looks like some Neil Breen shit. Oh, don't that's giving Mr. Breen too much credit. Oh my god. You think Neil Breen could get a prop gun that good? No. He would just get a Nerf gun. He would just get a shitty old laptop. No more books! No more! No more books! <laughs> God, like, just surrounds himself with laptops because he's always the best computer hacker. <laughs> Everything. Hack the planet. Hack the planet! That's 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 a good movie. Hackers? Yeah. Dude, remember good movies? It's been so long since I watched one. Should we just make a new podcast about good movies? No. <laughs> I mean, look, this is what comes with the format, right? When you talk about shit that's obscure, sometimes it's obscure for a reason. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that Zone Troopers is obscure for a reason. There's nothing really redeeming about it to make people want to come back to it. So oh, Matreya just texted me. He knows we're talking about him. Ooh, you got some uh, Universal Horror movies. Nice. I... I feel mostly let down. I think I'm more let down than you are. Cause you I just, don't know. No, so you <laughs> pretty fucking let down. Here's why I feel I'm more let down than you. You had no expectation. Right. You're like, okay, we're watching a movie. Versus I, who said, Oh, alright, it's a Charles Band film. Alright, I like this cover. I like all these genres. And so I I feel am more let down. Because it still didn't meet my expectations and I was looking forward to it versus you were along for the ride mm -hmm. and let down by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what more to say. There's nothing to work off of. It sucks. There's no content. Nothing happens. There's nothing going on. Is this why no one covers this movie? Yes. There's nothing to say. There's no interesting trivia or tidbits. Nothing. This movie is so forgotten. Forgettable. <laughs> this movie is so forgotten that even the IMDb and Wikipedia don't give a full plot breakdown. They just have like a summary. They have the back of the box copied on there. They don't have no one has written up a this is what happens. The cast listing on Wikipedia is only the soldiers. They missed everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody was working on editing that article and they gave up halfway through. Yeah, I wanted to give up halfway through. I wanted to give up after the first like three minutes. It's like this is fucking boring. I was holding out hope because, you know, maybe we'll get to more aliens. Maybe. And then we did. But... They were Billy Idol ripoffs. And they just left. They didn't. They barely said anything. <laughs> Give they us our friend. They barely did anything. Give us our friend. And they just went away. Thanks for giving us our friend. Will you help us fight? No. But it's like, yeah, okay, so you got a quota. You got to put the aliens in 15 minutes of the movie. Like, okay, quota met. Peace. That's a wrap. The alien should have been with the Nazis for a second. I feel like they should have been like having that kind of conflict. But like, no, they're the bad guys. And like, mm. oh, yeah, you want to pad out the episode of this podcast? We can go on forever about what they should have done because it's so fucking obvious. There's so much to say. 
what should they have done? It's a short film, but it really could have been shorter if we just were to trim a lot of this fat off of it. Yeah, they could have knocked out so much and, then, and replaced it with something more interesting. Yeah, there's... You know, like the aliens? Talk about the fucking aliens? Maybe, you know, maybe they shouldn't have taken the helmets off the other aliens. Don't let me know it's just a, a albino guy. Yeah. Just leave their big ass, you know, Darth Vader knockoff helmets on there. They look more like aliens. You know, that that would have been better. Mm-hmm. Why do the aliens wear parachute pants? That's the style. On Mars? On Mars. Parachute pants? Yeah, they're coming back. You think parachute pants are back in style on Mars right now? No? Well, we know what's on Mars now. You know, Mars is uh, a planet with a population entirely of robots. Yeah, dude. I wish I could live there. The uh, Brave Little Toaster went to Mars. I forgot about that. Yeah. I've only seen the first Brave Little Toaster. (laughs) I I mean, I think I've seen the other ones, but I can't tell you anything about them. Yeah. It's been at least 30 years. Brave Little Toaster is this nightmare fuel, dude. I watched the first one again probably about 10 years ago because it was on TV. I was like, holy fuck. It's scary. I'm going to talk about a horror movie. But that second one is which one? They go to the junkyard. That's the second one. That's the first one. First one. Okay. Mm -hmm. That horrifying scene where they're crushing the anthropomorphic cars with their sentience, crushing them to death while they sing. (laughs) Fucking awful. That movie is weird because not everything is sentient, but things are sentient. Yeah. Like, is a pen sentient? If the director chooses it to be so. Like, why is why is uh, a blanket sentient, but notebooks aren't? Well, The Brave Little Toaster was actually based off of a, a short story. Like, I think it's technically a novella. And it's like, uh, it's not nearly as horrifying. It's just a real simple story. Nothing crazy happens. Interesting. Yeah, so fucking scary for no reason. I love it. Yeah. I relate to that. That scene where like he uh, he puts the toast in the toaster and then it pops up and then the toaster looks totally stoned, toasted, if you will. I feel like you relate more to a frame than a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you relate to a singular animation frame. Yeah, I use that. Uh, I use that avatar to represent myself all over the Internet. I love when we went VHS hunting at Al's and they have... <laughs> the artistic representation of it. I should. Oh man, I should send that picture to Alex. She's, Alex, she's the one that like she runs the store. That mm. like she's friends with me now. Mm. The other day we were talking about just feeling ancient because like she went someplace and they had uh, a Mame arcade machine. She's like, "What the fuck? This is definitely not legal." And we were just talking about that, and she and I talked about building my Mame arcade machine like twenty years ago, and now I feel fucking ancient. And she's like. I feel ancient. I work at a retro store. I feel ancient every day. I was like, and I shop at your retro store. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I shop at your retro store to buy VHS tapes and I cover them on my podcast. So I feel ancient. Yeah. If anybody has a list of Empire and Full Moon movies to uh, avoid, I would appreciate that. They have a long list of titles because they just cranked shit out. And it's all kind of sort of the samesy, but... I was let down. I was expecting miniatures because they're they're known for Puppet Master, 
Ghoulies, Troll, Robot Jacks, Robot Wars, but not the BattleBot style competition in Robot Wars, but this other movie that was released as Robot Jocks 2 in some countries, which is weird because they have the same actors, which is makes it seem like it should be a sequel, but the actor died in the first movie, so he shouldn't be in the second one as a different character at all. That makes no sense. Oh, speaking of, the alien was in one of the earlier scenes. The alien. The alien, the actor for the alien that wore the alien costume. The guy who played the alien. Yes, the guy who played the alien played a U.S. soldier in the opening battle against the Nazis before they got behind enemy lines. Recycling cast members, hmm? At least it makes sense. He had a wasn't wearing an alien mask. Yeah. It's like a it's like a time at Acon. I think I told you about this when like I was dressed up as Ghost from Modern Warfare 2 and some weird guy was like weirding me out when I was having a conversation and then we went to a hotel room party and he was there and he was all like trying to show me his weird like erotica artwork. Mm -hmm. So we came up with the idea of leaving and coming back with me in a different cosplay because my first cosplay had me wearing sunglasses and a mask. So if I came back wearing a different cosplay, he would not recognize me at all. <laughs> and I could still hang out at this party. So I came back dressed as Ichigo from Bleach. It wasn't even my costume. I borrowed Michelle's costume. We went back to her hotel room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Fun times. I miss conventions. Yeah. I can't wait till we convent at conventions because mm -hmm. we're going to become vendors at conventions to shill the show. We're going to become vendors on Saturday, May 8th. At Spasm, the South Park swap meet part of Punk Rock Flea Market in Seattle, located in the parking lot of Big Top Curiosity Shop in West Seattle. Yeah, please come check us out. We'll have tapes for sale, all kinds of stuff. Stickers, strange tape zines, bunch of anime, a bunch of horror tapes, bunch of other cool booths that are there. It's a great time. Um, yeah, and if you just want to come say hi, come say hi. It's a buck to get in, but there's a ton of vendors. There's also food trucks. It's a good time. We went just to hang out one once a few weeks ago. We mm -hmm. just paid two bucks, got in, and took a few laps. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there. So if you're interested in obscure shit, weird curiosity, whatever, you'll have a blast. So come on by. They start at 11 a.m. till 5. Okay, so 11 to 5, Saturday, May 8th. That said, Zone Troopers is an obscure film that shall remain in obscurity. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are also on TikTok now. Yeah, that's true. So follow us on TikTok at VHS Saturday. Check out our website, vhsaturday.com. You can join our mailing list if you would like to sign up for updates. Everything VH Saturday. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Until then, remember, be, be kind, kind, rewind. rewind.